This is Tom with the Full-Time Real Estate Photographer Podcast, Episode 3, all about getting new clients. So in any industry, when we talk about getting clients, we're talking about prospecting. We're prospecting for business. And if you're just starting out, you're thinking, how am I going to get my first client or first few If you've been in the business for a little while, you're going to be asking yourself, how can I get those few more appointments per week? How can I build my business? And the answer is pretty straightforward. A lot of people don't know how to do these things. And some that do choose not to because it's outside of their comfort zone. So let's address that right now. If you want to build or grow a business, you need to understand that as an entrepreneur, as a business man, business woman, out on your own, your first job is sales. Now, I know a lot of people kind of cringe when they hear, oh, sales. <laughs> they have these flashing images of two-bit used cars, salesmen lying and manipulating. And that's just not the case. Real selling is not coercion or manipulation. It's about finding people who need your service, who want your service, and who want to work with you. People who are going to call you to book appointments and pay you money so you can build your business. That's not manipulation. That's not coercion. You're giving people what they want something that's valuable to them, something that's worth money. And that's how you're going to pay the bills, right? You have to sell. And okay, if if that's not your favorite way of thinking about things, don't call it selling. Call it whatever you want. But you need to find people who want to work with you. And I'm going to go through a few ways that you can do this. In right around a year, like, 10 to 13 months, something like that. When I decided to make the switch into full-time real estate photography, and that's my business. It's only real estate photography. And when I say real estate, I mean houses, estates, or whatever you want to call it, sometimes empty land. It's all property that's going up for sale on MLS or whatever. And I'm doing like 10 photo shoots per week on average. You know, there'll be those off seasons where I'll have like two or three. And then in the spring and the fall markets, it'll pick up. I'll do like 15 a week or more. Something, it's crazy. But anybody can do it if you know how to sell. And like I said, you're not manipulating anyone. You're not coercing them. You're finding people who like you, who like your work, and who want to call you out for every single one of their listings. I'm going to keep saying listings because we're talking about real estate photography here, right? In my personal experience, I have built this business working with realtors exclusively. You can do real estate photography with um, interior designers, uh, staging companies, people like that, right? You could probably build a full-time business just off of things like that. You could even get into architectural photography. But these principles I'm going to talk about are going to be effective for all of those niches. When I actually get into the nitty gritty about talking about the presentations and the marketing materials, 
just bear in mind that I'm focused on uh, real estate, you know, homes and property that are going up for sale. The first thing that you're going to want to do is learn how to actually get uh, opportunities where you can do presentations. And this is important. So probably the easiest way, and I imagine the most popular way to get started, is to reach out to real estate agents one-on-one by um, you know, calling their phone numbers that you see on like a for sale sign, on a listing online, um, on a magazine, if anybody reads those anymore. I don't know, there's so few of them anyway. And that can be effective. What that is, is it's called cold calling. You're calling somebody cold. They don't know you, you don't know them. You just got their number and you're hoping that they might be interested in talking to you. Um, That can be really effective if you have the right things to say. And we'll, we'll get into the scripting and actually going through the presentation in a minute here. But that's cold calling. Um, effective, but it's a little slow for me. I was cold calling as a real estate agent when I was prospecting for new business. Um, before I was a photographer at all, I started with cold calling. And even in the photography world, it just feels too slow for me. What I like to do is to set up sales presentations and I'm doing presentations for an entire office at once. These office presentations are super effective, much more in my experience than calling somebody on the phone or emailing them or texting them. Actually, you'll find the most effective form of follow-up is to do phone calls, emails, and texts after a face-to-face meeting, not before. Presentations, I feel like, are the most effective way to build the business. That's what I started from when I had zero clients, and I still do it today, even though I'm doing (laughs) a lot more photo shoots. So next up are more passive forms of prospecting, kind of more like phishing, using uh, ads, mailers, things like that kind of just putting a sign up and hoping somebody reaches out to you. Passive marketing can be effective. It has to be in the right place though. Meaning if a realtor is going to look for a new real estate photographer, your ad or your blog or website or whatever needs to be right in front of them when they go looking for whatever search terms they use or whatever places they go to. I find that in my personal experience, passive advertising is not very effective alone, but is a great form of uh, follow-up using highly targeted ads and using mailers to people that you've been marketing to. You build up something called Mindshare where you're on their mind when they're thinking about real estate photography. And that's what you want. You want to be the number one uh, thing on someone's mind when they think, oh, I might need a photographer. If you have mind share, they'll call you. If they're thinking about somebody else, then you don't have mind share. <laughs> they're, not, they're probably not going to call you if they don't know you or if they know you 
but they're not thinking about you, you're definitely not gonna get called. So how do we make that happen? It's actually really easy once you get into the groove of prospecting. And when I say groove, I mean you want to have a daily schedule. I don't mean like a weekly or a monthly goal of how many contacts or presentations to make. You're gonna have a daily goal every single day set up this routine either early in the morning or late at night or maybe a mix maybe right in the middle of the day you need to find one solid chunk out of your day every single day you need to protect it you need to keep it sacred don't book anything during your prospecting hours and this is important because you're gonna set a routine that over time will become habitual and eventually when you get to the point when you're doing five six seven ten photo shoots in a week you're still working on prospecting every single day and you're gonna see your business grow beyond what you could have ever imagined it'll take time to get to that point but once you get to that point where you have to turn people away you can start asking you know Am I going to hire on staff? Am I going to raise my prices? Whatever. Either way, things are looking good. And you can get there with a daily prospecting schedule. So you need to accept that you're going to be selling, not in a manipulative, coercive, unpleasant way, but you're going to be finding people who want to work with you, and you're going to keep doing it. That's how you build a business. You get customers and then you get more customers and then you get more customers and you'll have a lot of repeat business and you keep building on top of that with new business. And then your new business today becomes repeat business in a week or a month from now. And your repeat business will eventually through word of mouth um, get you even more new business. Right, Realtors will talk amongst themselves every now and then. One of their friends will say, hey, I need a photographer. Know anybody good? And they'll say, yes. So it can grow in all kinds of different directions. I would recommend you start the way that I did, setting up office presentations. How do you get an office presentation? Well, real estate agents will often work out of an office and offices are either independently run by a broker or they are uh, part of a franchise. So um, one broker could own a, a couple offices, only one office or, you know, thousands of offices. Usually they are privately owned. So Keller Williams in Boston is owned by broker A. Keller Williams in Santa Fe is owned by broker B. But they're all under the same kind of banner. You can approach those people, brokers or the office managers or some realtors in the office who can put you in touch with the broker or the office manager. These offices are usually set up with an admin an office manager or kind of like a senior 
real estate agent who's been there forever, who's like kind of in charge of things, right? Someone's taking care of the office, maintaining it. And most real estate offices have regular sales meetings, quarterly, monthly, weekly, yearly, whatever. The odds are really good that at some point during a given month, the office is going to be meeting together. Everybody is going to be there to talk about whatever. The The particulars aren't as important as um, the fact that this is a regular practice. And they will often bring in contractors, other businesses, other realtors to speak and do a little presentation. Um, sometimes they'll call it a lunch and learn. They'll call it a sales meeting or a rally, whatever they call it. Um, you can walk into an office during business hours, of course, or call or uh, look them up online, get their email and ask to speak to the office manager or the broker. Um, some offices are more organized than others. If you walk in the front door, you'll see the, the, the office manager right there or, you know, a receptionist, someone who can direct you to the right person or who could actually take care of this right there on the spot. Uh, sometimes it's not so obvious, but realtors are generally friendly people. They're going to kind of cross their fingers every time somebody walks in the office and hope that they're that you're going to be a new client, right? So they're going to really be um, glad that you came in. You shouldn't have a hard time at least finding the, the admin or office manager. You're going to ask them if this office does sales meetings or rallies or lunch and learns or whatever the hell they call it in their market area. Probably most of the time the answer is going to be yes. And you can tell them that you are a real estate photographer and you're local and you'd like to see if you could get a chance to show your business at one of these meetings. You can script this out if you want. If you find it to be helpful, I find that, in, I mean, when I first started, I had already kind of gotten a lot of experience doing sales presentations. Uh, but in the real estate context of selling someone's house. So it wasn't terribly awkward for me at first. If you find that you're having a lot of resistance to just getting yourself out the door and just to walk up into these offices or to call them, you might get a benefit from writing out a script. Right, get a legal pad, pull up a Word document on your computer, whatever, um, and then just kind of run through the points that you want to hit. I know that on presentations where if I've been working so much I haven't had a lot of sleep, or if it's like a really big room, like the first time I spoke in front of like a hundred people, uh, I had some notes with me just you know to help keep the nerves down. I ended up not even looking at it because. When you do enough of these presentations, you're on autopilot. You can write things down like <laughs> some people like to script it out word for word. Personally, I don't. I like to do bullet points so then I can glance down and keep myself on track. 
some people like to fully script it out. So you can write out like questions. Do you do office meetings at this office? Who should I contact to uh, get on the schedule for one of these meetings? How much time would I be able to have? Could I host a lunch and learn and bring some some sandwiches from some local restaurant or whatever um, or pizza? Or you could write out the full conversation. You know, hello, my name is Mr. Photographer or Mrs. Photographer. And I would like to present to your office at the next office meeting or whatever. Uh, you just got to push yourself to go out and do it. Uh, if you're if you're thinking, oh, my God, I can't do public speaking. No, there's no way. Take a deep breath and just know that you're not talking about anything that you don't know about. You want to be a photographer? You're just going to talk about photography. You're going to show people your business and you can be up there for three minutes. You know, it, it doesn't need to be long. When you do a lot of presentations, you get more comfortable um, and it gets easier. I don't think it's easy for anyone who has zero public speaking experience at first. So maybe you'd want to get started slow, maybe on a one-on-one -on -one basis, uh, contacting realtors directly, just finding their names and their numbers on for sale signs and listings online and asking if you could meet them in person. Hey, I'm a photographer in the area. I saw your listing. I'd like to show you some of my work and my prices and maybe you'd be interested in working with me in the future, right? Really simple. Get yourself a presentation. Same approach for office presentations, but when you're able to speak to a larger group, like 10 to 20 people, odds are pretty good that you're going to get one or two bookings on the spot. And I used to love doing this. I was like my first 10 clients booked with me at the end of my presentation. You know, I always end it with like, okay, my time is up, but I'm going to stick around for questions. If anybody wants to book an appointment with me, I'll be here. Um, you know, or you can grab a card or a brochure or whatever and contact me later. My, my first big chunk of clients were just people that booked with me on the spot, you know, and then I would get, um, follow up appointments with, with other people afterwards. So that's not a bad way to go if you're just starting out or if you really want to explode your business. When you're doing your presentation, one-on-one -on -one or in a group, how are you going to prepare for it? So there's some things that you will want to bring. You're going to want to have a, like a PowerPoint presentation. Um, of your portfolio. And if you're listening to this and you don't really have a portfolio, like if you're that fresh, don't worry. I'm sure you live in a building and I'm sure that you know other people that also live in buildings. Call them up, friends, family, cousins, whatever. Just people that you know who you can approach. Let them know you're starting your photography business You'd like to take some photos of their house. 
if they don't mind whenever the, you know they could get a chance to let you in and obviously you're not going to charge them this is just for your portfolio uh, and then you can give them copies of your photos too uh, that's what I did when I went and did my presentations I had my little portfolio I didn't tell anybody that it was my house my mom's house my friend's uncle's house that I was showing them for my sample images um, I just showed them, you know, here's some examples of my work because that's what it is. They don't have to know if I get paid or not for that. You're going to want to build this portfolio. Now, if you want to focus on like higher end real estate that you're not personally living in or have access to, or you want to focus on a specific niche or just to have it in your portfolio, uh, you can approach owners of the types of properties that you'd like to add to your portfolio uh, just like you'd approach a realtor except you'd say instead of I'd like to show you my business to see if maybe we could work together you'd say um, I'm a real estate photographer I'm a professional real estate photographer local to this area I'd like to build my portfolio and your property would be perfect. Would you be interested in a free photo shoot? You can have all copies of the images so I could also use them for my portfolio. And you know, maybe some people will say no, but some people will say, yeah, sure, why not? You know, maybe you could throw a little something in it for them too. Just say, hey, you know, I'll, I'll bring lunch and, and some drinks or something. I was lucky enough where I had a lot of you know kind of the average or the typical house that I was trying to photograph in my own kind of circle but if you do have to reach out that's how you do it so you can just put a slideshow of the photos have it with you on a thumb drive and on your computer and in print and this is important to have it in every possible media that you can maybe even build a slideshow and record it as a video, maybe with you even talking over it or some text and post it to YouTube with a link so you can share the link too. And I do that all the time. I also have a public Google Drive that I can copy and share the link to as well. So if you're walking into a presentation and they have a projector or a TV, you've got the tools ready to go to say, oh great, I can put this up on my presentation. If they have that stuff, but it's not working, or if they just don't have it at all, some offices, they're, they're not set up with projectors or TVs. If that's the case, then you've got your print versions as well. I actually have a bunch of little, like eight and a half by 11 books printed that I take, some nice photo paper. You wanna cover all your bases. So no matter what the situation is, you're prepared for the presentation. This is true in a small one-to-one -one meeting and in a group meeting. You're going to run through your portfolio. If you're going to do floor plans or video or whatever, have that in there too. And at the very end, put your pricing and your contact and your booking information. If you're just starting out, you might want to just have people reach out by phone or email to book appointments. 
if you're running a little more of a high volume operation, um, there's some other software like I use, I use right now Calendly. You can go to calendly.com. I think it's like $10 a month or something like that. It's, uh, it's simple, easy to use, and people can book right into your calendar. I highly recommend it. Uh, that's not a sponsored post, by the way. I'm just a, a customer of Calendly. I like their products. You approach people, get a presentation, show your business, right? You're prepared with your multimedia products, so you can show them what you've got, no matter what, if you're if your slideshow is the wrong format for the operating system they're using or if something fails or whatever, you, you've, you've, you're, you're able to show them what you can do. Afterwards, you want to follow up. So odds are pretty good you're going to get a booking or two on the spot. Or you'll get some people that say, wow, you do a great job. I'll definitely be calling you. What you're going to want to do is to try and get their contact information. So when I set up the appointment for the office meeting, I will ask whoever I'm setting the appointment up with if I could get everybody's email or everybody's name or whatever. Uh, real estate agents are notorious with posting their names, phone numbers, and email all over the place because they want people to call them. They want, um, you know, home buyers and sellers to call them. But if you can at least get their name and the company they work for, you can do a little digging and get the rest. So try to get some information. If you can't from the office manager, do a sign-in sheet. If you don't want to do a sign-in sheet or if they won't let you, um, ask people for their business cards. Hand out business cards of your own. Uh, when it comes to business cards, I personally use Vistaprint. I set it up and I order online. It's you know pretty convenient for me. That's not sponsored either. That's just um, the products that I pay for and use. Uh, you probably have some print shops local that might be able to give you a pretty good deal. Get yourself some simple business cards printed out. You don't have to uh, go crazy and spend a whole bunch of money and time on it. You just need something with like maybe a picture of a house or of even better, a picture of yourself and uh, your contact info. Something they can hold and save. Flyers and booklets and brochures are also helpful. But if you're just starting out, you don't need to go there. Uh, if you've been in it for a while and you want to really step up your marketing, um, you can get into things like Send Out Cards, which is a company that I use to um, do automated mailers. And I actually put in photos of uh, real estate photo shoots and like selfies and things. It's really interesting and, and it's kind of unusual, so it catches it people's eyes. Uh, I also create those little booklets, like I mentioned. Um, I print them through Blurb. Uh, Blurb, uh, you can go find them online. They have this software called BookWrite, so you can design the book on your own and order it. Those are a little bit more expensive, and that's something you want to do down the road if you're brand new. 
but start with the presentation and you don't need to bring a ton of stuff with you if you if you've just got business cards you can do that if you don't have any business cards if you don't have anything like my first five or six presentations i did not have anything except a thumb drive and a laptop right i it, it was like a 10 minute presentation just to show you my photos and then a final slide with my prices and some people would say wow it's pretty good it's you know I'll, let's let's uh, see when you're available let's book some appointments uh, and over time i got more sophisticated you know i was shooting nicer and nicer homes starting to get more million and multi-million dollar listings and those look great if you shot it on an iphone right like those are great portfolio uh shots from some of these beautiful homes and you know then you just kind of build it it gets more sophisticated after that so on top of presentations i also do cold calling i also do ads which is rare and then the uh, mailers so when you have an actual marketing budget and if you have you know some consistent revenues coming in from your photography business you should have a marketing budget set aside 100 200,000 whatever you can afford every month and dedicate it solely to marketing okay so we talked about presentations now after you've done your presentation you want to focus on your follow-up and getting new presentations remember that chunk of the day that you're going to hold sacred you're only going to prospect during those hours nothing else and you are always going to prospect during those hours after a presentation get as much contact info as you can and then reach out to these people on like a monthly basis um, if you're just starting out maybe using like a spreadsheet or just a notebook would be a, a good place to start uh, sometimes index cards are really good um, and then you can date your last contact for whoever jot down some little notes when you start to get a lot of customers and you've got some consistent revenue coming in you can invest into a CRM which is like a automated software solution for the index cards and the spreadsheet it helps you to stay more organized but that's for like a larger group of uh, client information right you want to use those hours to just reach out on a monthly basis just to say hello. You know, hey, Mr. Realtor. Hey, Miss Realtor. Just wanted to reach out, see how you were doing. Wanted to see if you were interested in booking me for photography services. I really love to do this after I just added a new thing. Like a couple months ago, I added virtual staging. So now all my follow-ups until I reach the very bottom of the database are going to be hey so glad to connect with you again i wanted to let you know about this new thing that we're doing it's amazing it might not be for every listing but it's going to be a really great tool to keep in mind do you want to hear more or would you like to see some samples uh it's a great pretense for following up to give them some news or an update 
if you don't have news or an update, you can still call, you know, on a monthly basis. So everyone is getting contacted 12 times a year, which you could actually, if you wanted to do mailers on top, if you really wanted to put some marketing dollars to work here, uh, you could double or triple that without really being offensive or annoying, you know, because you're not just constantly calling them and harassing them. You're, you want to provide value when you can. So, you know, a little flyer with some interesting information. I always, when I mail or hand out marketing material for them to keep, I always plan for it to be useful to them after I hand it to them. Um, if you've just got a flyer or a business card, it's just about you. Maybe they'll keep it. Maybe they'll throw it away afterwards. I want to give them something that they're going to take to a listing presentation or that they're going to want to share or refer back to, which is why I mentioned the nice uh, photo books, right? They're expensive. They're extremely expensive. It's terrible, but they're beautiful and no one wants to throw them away ever. What a great way to market yourself. So this is prospecting. Um, and you, you just keep doing it and you keep doing it and you keep doing it and you do it every single day and you're guaranteed to get customers when prospecting you're going to find a portion of people say three out of ten that aren't really going to want to work with you no matter what you do you know maybe they just don't like you and it's just the harsh reality of dealing with people. Sometimes people meet you or you meet them and then, you know, you, you guys just don't really click for whatever reason. That's just how it goes. If you meet with someone and it's a bad meeting and they didn't like you, that's that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Doesn't mean necessarily there's anything wrong with that person. I mean, if they were just outright rude, then... You know, that's that's no excuse, but you can't please everybody all the time. So you have to accept that sometimes people that you meet, they're not going to want to work with you. You know, for any reason, it doesn't matter. Some people that you meet, though, say another three out of ten. Are always going to like you. They're going to love your work and everything you do. They're going to become your advocates. You don't even have to really sell them on anything. They see you and they like you and they like your work and they want to work with you. And those are the best customers because, you know, it's like minimal effort, maximum return on your investment of time and, and marketing dollars. Uh, those people I actually keep on, on the side, like they're in a separate follow-up plan the people that really love you and that think that you're awesome, I save those. I call them uh, when I'm doing my prospecting and my follow-ups after a bad call or after like two hours of just getting nowhere and I'm pulling my hair out and I'm like, oh my God, I'm wasting my time. This whole morning is gone. I'll call them, a couple of them before I wrap up because it just gets your energy level higher because you know that they already like you and they're going to be happy to talk to you. That's a great little prospecting trick. If you don't have a lot of those people, um, it's good to have some numbers on standby 
if you're cold calling a lot um, of someone that really likes you, you know, your, your significant other, your parents, your kids, somebody that you know, you're going to have a good conversation with them. After you build up a lot of clients, you'll be able to have those conversations with clients. So maybe you could turn into new business and more money. But if you're just starting out with cold calling after a couple unproductive hours and you're pulling your hair out and going crazy, call somebody who you know you're going to have a good conversation. It'll get your energy back up, you know, grab a water or something and then get back at, at the prospecting or uh, move on to your first appointment for the day or your last appointment or whatever. And then there's that middle third, right? We talked about the people that are always going to like you when you're prospecting, the people that are always going to not like you. And then there's the people in the middle who are indifferent. And those are the people that are, it's going to take you some skill and some experience to turn them into clients because they could go either way. And you can build a business just off of people who love you, but it would be better if you can get as many possible clients that you can, which means you want to put as much effort as you can into converting all of your leads into uh, customers on top of booking presentations one-on-one or in a group on top of calling them back to follow up afterwards even after they've been clients for a while if you haven't seen them in a few weeks call them anyway even though you know they're going to call you again for the next appointment just stay in touch make sure you don't get kind of brushed aside or forgotten about it's important to keep up that mind share, right? Okay, so we've covered a lot. Uh, how do you get clients? It comes down to your behavior. If you're apprehensive about public speaking, ease into it. But just remember that the longer it takes you to present to a group, to get into that flow of prospecting, the longer it's going to take you to build your business because you can only make so many one-on-one contacts at a time, right? If you dedicate three hours every single day to prospecting, some of those hours you dedicate to uh, meetings and presentations, if they were all one-on-one, you're really limiting yourself. If you can get yourself some office presentations, talk to a group of people as large as you possibly can. That is how you're going to see the biggest growth in your business because you're just playing the numbers. A certain proportion of the people that you're going to meet are going to want to work with you no matter what. So the larger the group that you're presenting to, the more of those people you're going to potentially find. The middle third, the people who could go one way or the other, Maybe you could convince them to stop working with the photographer that they're working with now or to stop using their phones or whatever and uh, get them on board for using you as their real estate photographer. The people that are never going to work with you probably, um, that's fine. There's somebody for everybody. You can't beat yourself up over not getting that one client or not being, you know, maybe they'll call you once and have a bad experience. God knows I've had plenty of those. You you can't get caught up on these small isolated incidents and let that get in between you and 
all of your goals because if you can just, you know, maybe not totally forget about it or ignore it. I know that, you know, some people really want to kind of work things out emotionally if they've had like a negative experience. That's fine. You can give yourself the time that you need if you need it later. Like at the end of the day when you're unwinding, don't let a bad experience or nerves or apprehension get in between you and your prospecting. Okay, so I'm going to leave you on one final tip. Um, If you are ready to take that leap, you're going to start doing more presentations. You're going to start talking to more people. You're getting ready to pick up the phone or to walk into the office. And at the last minute, you choke, freeze, second guess yourself, turn away, and give up. That's not going to be everybody, but that was definitely me when I first started. I had a lot of experience doing sales presentations as a realtor. When I first started, I had that same trouble there. And then when I first started uh, as a full-time real estate photographer, same thing. I would choke up and just, I'd turn around sometimes. I don't know why. If you asked me then, I probably couldn't explain it any better to you than I could now. Just something inside me said, nope. And that was that. I imagine that's going to be a lot of people's experience especially when it comes to um, public speaking or going outside of your comfort zone. So something that I did to deal with this was I actually took public speaking courses at a college. I think I did two public speaking courses like a year or two apart where in the classroom it was just as uncomfortable, but it was kind of a controlled environment where you would get up and then you'd say your little your little speech, whatever it was, going through that experience was really helpful because there's no way to do it except to just do it. And if you're just so uncomfortable, you don't think you can, you got to find a way to kind of ease yourself into it. Because if you want to build a profitable photography business, you're going to need a lot of clients. You're going to need more clients than you can reasonably handle at one time because when the real estate market shifts, and it always does, you know, it booms and it busts and it's gone through the cycle for as long as as recorded history, you're going to need to be able to sustain your life through those market shifts. If the market crashes and you lose, I don't know, 20% of your business because there's just fewer listings out there, you want to have a business that's at a level where a 20% hit isn't that bad. Because if you're at the point where you kind of every now and then have to turn people away, even in an economic downturn, your personal economy will be prosperous because you won't have to turn those people away anymore or those odd extra appointments. And you know exactly what you need to do to get even more appointments. Over time, after you've built a, a good-sized business, you will be able to spend most of your time in follow-up 
and you won't really have to prospect too hard for new business because all of the people who have worked with you in the past are going to be your uh, walking advertisements because you're going to be producing a good product. Other people are going to see it on that other realtor's listing. They're going to ask them, hey, who is your photographer? And then they'll refer that person right over to you. Um, so in the future, if you want, you can dial back your prospecting efforts. Um, and if you find that you're not getting as many appointments as you would like, you can pick it right back up. That's really easy to do after you've built up a lot of momentum in your business. And that takes time. You have to start from somewhere. If you're not speaking in front of groups, now is the time to start. Not tomorrow or next week. If you need to do what I did, take a public speaking course. It's nerve wracking. It sucks. Um, in my personal case, I found that was really helpful. For some reason, I could make myself sign up for a class, show up and do the work, but I couldn't make myself do it um, on my own. Uh, you might also benefit from that. You could meet with other friends, other photographers, practice presentations, do a little mastermind. You can go on like meetups. I think there's an app or you can go to meetup.com. Uh, you can look at seminars, you can look at, there's a lot of things that you can do in your city, in your state that will help you kind of break that ice so you can get more comfortable being uncomfortable. And once you're able to bridge that gap at will, you're going to be able to make a huge difference in your business. You're going to be able to just create something that maybe was beyond even your own imagination when you got started. It's just incredible when you can go out whenever you want and get new clients as you need them. It's really amazing. And it's going to give you a sense of job security that you've never known before. If you've been a W2 employee or if you worked part time uh, leading up until now, because everybody likes to talk about job security, right? Oh, i I've got a salary. I couldn't be an entrepreneur. Well, a company could downsize. The departments could shift. They could have layoffs. They could have a scandal. Um, anything could happen to a business. And if they go out of business or if they move overseas or across the country with no relocation packages, um, you're kind of left hanging with like no options. But if you have the experience of being able to go out and get paying customers whenever you need them, that's so much more empowering than just being able to say, well, my employer will probably be paying me until I retire, or at least I'll be in this career where I have a secure and a stable source of income. Well, as an entrepreneur, you are the source of income. And when you know how to grow it by getting yourself new clients, by prospecting for new business, it's going to open doors that you never knew were even there. I can go even deeper on some of these topics in future episodes, but for now, I think we're going to leave the topic of prospecting right where it is. This was the full-time real estate photographer podcast, episode three, getting clients.